Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly Take Two, sponsored by the District Sports page and federalbaseball.com. We had some technical difficulties at 5 o'clock, but Dave, can you hear me now? I can. Oh, thank God. That stall there was unnecessary, too. You just made me freak out once again. Woo-hoo. Nationals 5-4 over the New York Yankees in Yankee Stadium. Looked like they might blow another one, but they come back and win it in the 11th inning. We'll get right into it, Dave. Gio Gonzalez gave up six runs on six hits in five-inning pitch versus New York in D.C. last month. Took the mound today in Yankee Stadium, four and three on the year and 11 starts, four five seven ERA, 304 FIP, 291, 357, 422 line against so far this season. Walked three in five scoreless innings, up to 93 pitches after his six scoreless. He's locating his fastball, his curveball, a real weapon through the first six innings, but he hangs one in the seventh, an RBI triple by Brendan Ryan, gets one over Denard's fan's head. Two to one at that point. We'll get into what happened after that, but Gio Gonzalez, a solid outing to that point. Ends up going six and a third, four hits, two runs, three walks, five Ks on the day, 103 pitches, 61 strikes. Another nice outing from Gio Gonzalez. Yeah, I thought uh, Gio was pretty good. You know, he um, he was mowing him down there for a while and uh, got into a little bit of trouble uh, uh, with a walk and a hit by pitch, but uh, but rebounded to keep those guys uh, from scoring and then uh, um, just kind of ran out of juice there late. But um, but like you said, uh, was mixing the curveball pretty well today. Uh, spotting the fastball, and as as long as he can, uh, um, as long as he can throw strikes, I mean that's that's the the, the biggest part of Geo's game is uh, is not putting guys on uh, um, by the walk. I mean he walked three today, but um, but today you know uh, they weren't making very good contact off him. They only got four base hits, so just a a real good outing by by the Nats' nominal uh, fourth or fifth starter there today, and uh, really the effort they needed today. Uh, uh, you know, if he could have, if he'd gone out there and um, and gotten hit around like he did the last time he faced the Yankees, then I, I think all of Nats Town would have been pulling their hair out today. Brandon Ryan triples to make it two to one there. Drives in Chris Young. Felipe Rivera comes on for Gio Gonzalez. Gives up a double by Brett Gardner. Brandon Ryan scores on that two to two game at that point. As you say, Nats down in a panic at that point. I'm sure. Aaron Barrett comes on to face Alex Rodriguez, and this is the bat I want to focus on for a minute. Alex Rodriguez looked missing curveballs from Gio Gonzalez all day. Aaron Barrett throws him a first pitch slider. He doesn't seem to recognize that pitch really well either, but he comes back with a fastball, grooves one to Alex Rodriguez, and Rodriguez just smokes one, hits it over to Nard's fan's head in center field. Three to two New York at that point. Four to two when Brian McCann singles in another run. It looks like the Nationals are going to blow at that point, and just really wondering about that pick selection from from Barrett there. A Rod getting fooled all day by breaking balls, and he just grooves him a fastball. Yeah, you know, and here's the thing about A Rod at this point in his career is that, that he's a, he's a mistake hitter, he's a fastball hitter, um, he, he's just uh, um, not succeeding on anything with any kind of bend, and um, you know Barrett's got to throw his fastball uh, to, to make the other stuff work. Um, so throwing a fastball isn't necessarily the bad idea, but leaving it right down the middle to a guy who's a mistake hitter at this point in his career and can still do damage on it, um, you know, that's the problem. He's got to locate it better. He's got to get it down in the zone, or he's got to get it up around his eyes, and he didn't either. He essentially just laid it in there and said, hey, Rod, see how far you can hit it, and he did. Um, Barrett's got to get right. He's a big part of this bullpen, um, and, and he has not been right here of late, so, uh, this is a this is a concern for the Nats, and, and 
um, and frankly, a concern for Barrett. I mean, he's still a young player, and um, he needs to right this ship and and um, and get back to where he was the first of the season when he was lights out. Yankees take a 4-2 lead in the bottom of the seventh inning. Normally, this is where you'd see Dellen Batansis and Andrew Miller. Apparently, Andrew Miller is headed to the DL, according to what they said in the postgame. So either Batansis wasn't available, they're holding him back there for a save opportunity, possibly in the ninth inning. But either way, they go to some of the other relievers. Thankfully for all of us, Bryce Harper has never faced a pitcher younger than him in his pro career. Uh, narrative ends when he faces Jacob Lindgren, also 22, but a younger 22 than Bryce Harper. First time as a pro, he's faced someone younger than him. Harper flies out. But, you know, Escobar is on base with a single to start the inning before Lindgren comes on. Ian Desmond grabs into a force for out number two, but Michael Taylor steps in against Lindgren, gets a 1-2 fastball up outside, somehow powers it out to right, opposite field blast by Michael Taylor, fifth home run on the season. As the Nationals noted on Twitter, all five had either tied the game or given the Nats a lead. Another huge hit from Michael Taylor here, who seems to be, uh, if clutch existed, he might have a little bit of it in him. It really was a big hit, and it was actually quite remarkable. I mean, it was a ball. I mean, it was high and outside, um, but it's impressive that Taylor went up and got it and hit the crap out of it. I mean, uh, that's not something that every guy, every baseball player can do, take that um, high outside fastball um, and still generate enough power to take it out, and and he did. I mean, the Yankee Stadium uh, um, dimensions are, are, are kind of a joke, but um, but he really went up there and got and got a lot of that, um, and, and the Nats really needed it. I mean, this is the point where um, they haven't been getting a whole lot of offense, and when you've got a rookie reliever on the mound, you've got to punish his mistakes, and, and they did that. Jump back in time for a moment here before we get on to the exciting conclusion. Nathan Eovaldi on the mound for the Yankees tonight. Five runs on seven hits, two of them home runs, and four in the third innings when he faced the Nats in D.C. last month. 5 and 1 on the year, 416 ERA, 405 step, 314, 361, 439 line against and 62 and 2 thirds. Trying to continue a stretch by of eight straight starts by Yankee starters in which they allowed two earned runs or less. He accomplishes that. I do believe how many did he end up giving up? No, he gave up three, so that streak is over. Good for the Nats. Back-to-back doubles by Danny Espinosa. Denard Span in the third, one nothing. Danny Espinosa does it again in the fifth. Jack the first pitch curve. Home run number eight, two nothing at that point. Espinosa two for two at that point with a double and a home run and first two at bat. Really a nice swing by him. He, why he was waiting on a first pitch curve, I don't know, but he got it and absolutely crushed it there for the home run. Well, it, like the radio guys were saying, Ivaldi was kind of pitching backwards today, which is a, uh, a departure from what he usually does against the Nationals. I mean, he's got that big fastball and he's always featured it when the, when he's played the Nats to varying degrees of success. Uh, today he was going with the breaking ball a lot, um, trying to establish um, his fastball off of the breaking stuff. And I guess, um, you know, at that point Espinosa just kind of said, okay, he's been throwing the curveball, let's see if I get it. And um, and he got it. I mean, he got all of it. Uh, the, the Danny Espinosa renaissance um, trademark <laughs> internet uh, <laughs> continues. Uh, um, his eighth home run of the year. Um, he had three hits. He's, he's getting solid wood on the ball. It seems like every time he's up to bat. So um, it's nice to see. And, and uh, apparently they're going to add left field to his repertoire. Um, he, he was taking uh, fly balls and, and, and grounders out there the other day during uh, batting practice. So um, all those folks that want, that want to trade for Ben Zobris, the Nationals might be making their own right now. 
what do you think about their plans to do that? And what do you think that means for Michael Taylor, Tyler Moore? Moore can back up at first, actually, obviously, but uh, Michael Taylor doesn't really have another position on the field. You can back up in center, plays left now with Jason Worth out, but if you're going to move Danny Espinosa out there to keep his bat in the game, uh, you're going to have some interesting finagling to do to get everyone the playing time they need to justify being up here in the majors right now. Well, yeah, I mean, Michael Taylor is a quality major league outfielder uh, defensively. He's still got a little bit of work at the bat. You know, we've seen the good, we've seen the bad. But um, in my opinion, he's got to play every day. And i got to think that the Nationals feel that way uh, pretty much as well. I mean, this is a guy that um, that they plan on being the center fielder next year um, on a full-time basis and going forward. So um, he really needs to play, whether it's full-time here or in Syracuse. Um, As for Espinosa taking, taking balls in the outfield, um, you know, anytime you've got a utility player that can add another position to uh, to his bag of tricks, um, you want to do that. I, I certainly don't think that um, that Espinosa is going to be um, a Gold Glover in left field, but hey, if Ryan Zimmerman can do it, Danny Espinosa can as well. So, um, you know, I, it wouldn't surprise me to see him get a few at bats out there. I don't think we're going to see uh, him logging a whole lot of starts in left field, although uh, it's not outside the realm of possibility that he might get a start there every once every you know, two or three weeks just to keep uh, um, to keep him, uh, in, you know, in the quote-unquote rotation out there. But at this point, uh, Clint Robinson and Tyler Moore are spot starters. Um, you know, they're not they're not guys that the Nats are going to even think that they're going to play every day, let alone um, fall into it. So uh, if there are more injuries, it's good to know that, that Espinosa can go out there and, and give the guys a break in the outfield. Ryan Zimmerman sitting today, four for 39 in the last 10, one for the last 25, sitting for the second time in three games. Before the season, we kind of talked about the fact that the Nats didn't have really that many good options at first base if anything were to happen to Ryan Zimmerman. Apparently, this plan R fasciitis is causing him a lot of problems. Matt Williams talked about it on the Sports Junkies on 106.7 The Fan. They don't know exactly how much it's a problem with his foot and how much is just him getting back into the groove. And after missing a lot of time last year, maybe not having his rhythm down at the plate and being a little bit off there. But whatever the cause, he's not hitting very well. And Tyler Moore is in there. We'll get to the exciting conclusion that we mentioned beforehand in a second. But Ryan Zimmerman missing is going to be a huge problem for the Nationals if this is any out for any length of time. Oh, entirely. And, you know, this isn't just for this season. You know, if this is a thing where Ryan Zimmerman's going to um, have different things break down on him on a constant basis like this, um, it's going to be a problem going going forward. I mean, you know, this is a guy that the Nats count on heavily to be a middle-of-the-order bat, uh, provide uh, quality defense regardless of where he's playing, and, and, and be a veteran presence on the ball club. And, um, and if this plantar fasciitis isn't going to allow him to play, um, it's a big deal. I mean, and this isn't a thing where they can put him on the 15-day disabled list, let it calm down, and then put him back in the lineup. I mean, this is a thing that, that it's going to require surgery to fix, um, uh, you know, uh, to the point where then it can then heal and he can get better. Um, you know, on a personal basis, um, I know from, from experience, plantar fasciitis um, destroyed my brother's football career. He was, he was a D3 player, and um, and he came down with it his sophomore year and, and could not continue. So, um, you know, in extreme cases, it's a debilitating injury. Um, if they can't get this thing with Zimmerman fixed, it's a huge concern. Back on the mound, Blake Trine after Casey Jansen with a nice inning of work, a scoreless inning. Blake Trine in two innings on 
28 pitches, three Ks, one hit allowed. Yankees announcers apparently haven't seen much of Blake Trinan. They were marveling at his movement. The fact that he's straight out of the pen, dials it up at 97 on his first pitch. Really looked good out there on the mound today and carried the Nats over into extra innings with two scoreless. Well, this is what the Nats hope to get out of Blake Trinan. I mean, he does have a very live arm. He throws it very hard. Um, he's, he's got some movement. Um, uh, the problem is, though, right now that it's wildly inconsistent. There are nights where he comes out and he looks like he did today where he looks, you know, practically unhittable. Um, and then there are days where he can't locate the fastball. It gets up in the zone. Um, and even good, you know, even, even mediocre major league players can catch up with 98 if it's right in the middle of the plate. So um, a terrific outing from him today. Hopefully it's a sign of more consistency to come. But he's got to keep the ball down in the strike zone to be effective. Ryan Zimmerman out of the lineup, as we mentioned. Tyler Moore in at first today. He was 0 for 4 in his first four at-bats, but comes up in the top top of the 11th inning. Gets a change-up from Chris Capuano. Really nice piece of hitting there by Tyler Moore. Not his usual power display, but gets his bat on the ball, lines it at the left for a single, moves up to second on a sack bump by Jose Lobatone. Danny Espinosa grounds out to move him over to third. Denard Span comes up, soft ground ball, the second base, infield single that brings Tyler Moore in, five to four nationals at that point. Denard Span back in the game, has a really nice day at the plate. Two balls hit over his head in the outfield, but three for six, two RBIs, and ends up being a one-run game. Tyler Moore comes up big, and Denard Span brings him in. Yeah, how about that? The Nats actually manufacture a run, you know, and it's only due to uh, Denard Spann's speed that they were able to do that. I mean, he, uh, um, you know, knew it was going to be a close play at the plate right out of the box. He uh, busted his hump to get down the line and just beat the the throw on the infield single. So, um, yeah, really nice approach for Moore. Um, Like you said, he cut cut a swing down, got on base, um, you know, a couple of outs moved him over, and then then Spann, with his speed, was able to – um, get just enough on it and uh, and get more home for the uh, the then go ahead and eventual winning run. Drew Storen comes on in the ninth, five to four Nationals at that point, looking for his 19th save of the year. Just needs 10 pitches to get it against the bottom of the Yankees order. Shuts him down a one two three frame, 19 saves on the year, 1.11 ERA, two Ks tonight. Really just a dominant performance from Drew. It didn't look like he sweated this one much. Uh, he was filthy. Um, and, and the last pitch on the last strikeout uh, was his best of the day. I mean, uh, 80 miles an hour, 88 miles an hour, right on the black. Um, you know, same action as the fastball. Uh, I don't remember who the batter was, but he just had no prayer on him. I mean, he swung right over top of it. So, um, you know, the Nets are, are the Nets fans are, are taking a little bit of uh, um, taking scoring a little bit of granted this year. I mean, he's just been absolutely fantastic uh, today. Just filthy, dirty, disgusting, however you want to explain it. Um, just a really terrific performance from him today. Matt snap a three-game losing streak. They also snapped the Yankees' seven-game win streak, 31-28 and 28 on the year, off to Milwaukee for a four-game set coming up next. Matt's nightly, sponsored by the District Sports page in Federal Baseball. Apologies to anyone who tried to log in at 5 o'clock and listen. Things weren't working out, but we got it done. Dave, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Milwaukee, four-game set starting tomorrow night. Sounds good. Talk to you tomorrow. Doghouse is going at.